Now I got me on. <clears throat> did you mention the salvations in Florida? I did. Good. Had two that were saved there. I praise the Lord for that. Have you ever thought about this? What about if that was the last one to make up the bride of Christ? Yep. Hmm. Wouldn't it be wonderful? We could leave out of here. Maybe already left out of here. So it's good to see you here in the house of the Lord this morning. Appreciate so much you being here. Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you to do something a little. Well, I'm going to ask you to turn to a book you're probably not used to. <clears throat> turn with me to the book of Habakkuk. You ever heard a message out of the book of Habakkuk? Anybody never heard a message out of the book of Habakkuk? Well, you're fixing to get one. <clears throat> I'll help you find it if you're having trouble finding it. It's right after the book of Nahum. <clears throat> if you're sitting beside somebody that knows where it's at, you're blessed. Because you can look on with them. <laughs> Minor prophet, yet we find that it's nothing minor about the message that Habakkuk has for us today. Three chapters, 56 verses. Uh, we know very little about Habakkuk beyond the two times his name is mentioned here in his book. Uh, his name means embracer. And so what does the word Habakkuk mean to you? Strange as it may seem, as I was kind of studying through this, uh, a pastor went out onto the streets uh, and he began to ask the people out there what the word Habakkuk mean, meant to them. He asked seven people. One answered and said, it's a name spelled backward. Second one he asked, is this a Jewish holiday? Third one was a, was a veteran. He says it's a village in Vietnam. A young girl says it's the latest horror movie. A young man says it's a game you play. Another says it's a fish, but I've never caught one. An older man says it's a disease of the lower back. So if you've got back trouble, it's Habakkuk, I guess. We know that Jesus is coming again in the rapture. Amen? And we know after the rapture, there's going to be a period of time known as a great tribulation period. I don't believe, and I'm going to finish up our Sunday school lesson that we had this morning. I don't believe the church will experience a great tribulation period, although we may suffer some tribulation before we get out of here. I think we've all had our private tribulation. I've been going through some tribulation here. And uh, as they sang this song, I sang along with you somewhat. I must tell Jesus, uh, I cannot bear all these burdens alone. And so been going through that now for some months now. And so we all have our financial problems. We all have our, our, our uh, sorrows, our sickness, our troubles. Um, uh, and if you're troubled, when you, if, you, if you're not careful, uh, when your troubles come and you begin to pray and, and you ask God to do something about it and He doesn't do something about the problems that you're going through, uh, then you're on the threshold of stumbling. And I've been there. I know what I'm, I, I know what I'm experiencing. Uh, how many times I've said to God, God, 
I want you to heal me in Jesus' name. And yet I'm not healed. Uh, and yet uh, I realize that I'm going through this. Uh, God may heal me. God may not. Uh, but uh, I realize that when this happens, um, I begin to ask questions. And I ask some questions. Um, and the devil comes along and he starts. And he says, if God really loved you, if God really cared about you as you have said that He cares about you, if He really done that, then He would heal you. Well, you know God didn't heal everybody that He came in contact with. And we know that there were several guys in the Scriptures uh, uh, that did not get healed. And even the Apostle Paul, uh, who had a thorn in the flesh, ever what it was, uh, uh, somebody said it was his wife. I don't think it was. I don't think he was married. So anyhow, sometimes um, when we're in trouble, we cry out to God and, and we say, God, where are you? What is going on in my life? Why don't you do something? And that's exactly what was going on here in Habakkuk's life. Um, notice, first of all, the complaints of Habakkuk here in the first four, four, first four verses. He um, says, we have the burden of Habakkuk. Now, what was his burden? The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. And notice what he says here in verse number two. O Lord, how long will I cry and thou will not hear? Even cry out unto thee of the violence and thou will not save. So that's a great problem in the days of Habakkuk. There was a lot of violence. Uh, and Habakkuk comes along, he says, I'm going to pray about it. Uh, have you prayed about the violence and the troubles and all that's going on here in America? If you have not, then I urge you and I encourage you to start praying about that. Where God is going to answer us or not in a certain way, He will answer our prayers. Uh, but you'll notice here uh, in verse number 2, something that's kind of strange. Uh, you'll notice, first of all, He says, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And then you'll notice again, and he says, and thou will not hear. And then the second time, he says, even cry out unto thee of the violence. The first cry that Habakkuk gives here is a cry for help. In other words, help me, Lord, I'm, I'm going through this. But the second cry here in this verse is a different one. It's a, ver it's a cry that says that he begins to scream out at God. Have you ever been in a situation where uh, you didn't think God had any hearing aids in? He wasn't hearing you. Uh, and you begin to cry out unto God, Oh God, why can't you hear me? Why don't you do something about the situation uh, that is going on? So there's times that we plead for help. Uh, and it seems like the, the heaven is brass, it's silent. Uh, uh, have you ever been there? Have you ever wanted your prayers answered? Uh, have you ever been in a problem? You cry out to God uh, and you get to that place that you kind of like a backup. You begin to shout at God and say, God, uh, why don't you do something? I'm suffering. I'm going through this. Why can't you help me with this? Uh, and so you want to argue with God a little bit. You ever been there? You ever try to argue with God concerning some of the things that you're going through, going through? How long am I going to have to pray about this? Notice verse 3. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and, they, and there are that before me, and there are that that raise up strife and contention. 
Now notice verse 4. <clears throat> Does this sound familiar in our day? Therefore the law is slacked. And judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doeth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. So we know that Habakkuk was going through some difficult times in his country in that day and time. You'll notice another man by the name of Jeremiah who was a contemporary of Habakkuk. And he says in Jeremiah 8 and 12, uh, he says, Were they ashamed when they committed abominations? Uh, no, they were not ashamed, neither could they blush. Uh, does that sound familiar in our day? Uh, no one's ashamed. They don't blush at what they do, what they wear, where they go, or anything like that. Uh, and so these people were kind of proud of their sins. Uh, and, they, and I think that we're living somewhat in a in the same kind of a generation. And we're asking what's happening in America. We're seeing all the homelessness. We're seeing all the violence. Mary and I took a trip last year, I believe it was. But last year we took a trip out to California. year before that, uh, I can't keep up where we did go. Uh, where am I at this morning? Uh, but anyhow, anyhow, we went out and, and, and I decided before I ever left out, I am going to scout, uh, skip uh, Portland, Oregon. Mary's reading the map. Guess where we wound up? <laughs> Portland, Oregon. All the violence, all the crime, all the tents, all the people down there. And I heard my wife say, oh God, don't let us break down here. <clears throat> I don't know what we'd have done had it done. Uh, I, I think I could have still outrun her. So <laughs> it would have been a problem for her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have stood my ground. So we notice here that Habakkuk cries out. He quits asking. He gets to the place that he's not asking for help, but he begins to scream out to God, uh, and he's pleading for help during this time. Uh, and uh, he's not getting that. Uh, so these people were proud. We say, what's happening in America? We see all the things that's going on. We see the spread of alcohol. We see this, uh, the, the spread of drugs. We see the dishonesty. We see the greed. We see the murder. We cry out to God and say, God, why don't you do something? Don't you care? Uh, I'm confident that maybe God is doing something, and He's doing something much maybe like He did in Habakkuk's day, and we're not going to like what God is going to do. Notice the conquerors of Judah, verse 5. Behold ye among the, among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your day, which you will not believe, though it be told you. Notice what he says. For lo, I will raise up the Chaldeans. Another word for that is the Babylonians. Uh, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land, to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. So God says to Habakkuk, you don't think I'm doing something, but I'm fixing to do something. Uh, you think I ought to come? You think I ought to stop all the violence? Uh, you think I ought to stop all the abortion mills? You think I ought to stop all the rape and all the violence and all the murder that's out there? Uh, he says, uh, I'm doing something, but you're not going to like what I'm fixing to do. I'm raising up the Babylonians, and they're going to come. 
They're very cruel and they're very bitter. Now, verses 7 down through verses number 11, you can read that on your own. And it ex explains the bitterness and the hardships and all that the Babylonians is going to bring. So Habakkuk doesn't like what he hears from God. And notice what he says there in verse number 12. He says, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? We will not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment. And Almighty God, thou hast established them for correction. In other words, he said, God, they're the ones that needs to be punished, not us. And so notice the corruption of the Babylonians. Verse 13, thou art of pure eyes and to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou up them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he is. Now Habakkuk is saying, now wait a minute God, we're bad. Would you not agree that America is bad? Would you not agree that America is bad? Turn on, your, turn on your news in the morning, what do you hear? You hear all the violence and everything that's going on. First thing you get every morning, somebody got shot at a gas station or a convenience store, or somebody uh, went into an apartment building, and a, a, a young kid got shot uh, through the door of his house, and, 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 and all the things like that. Uh, most Americans feel like this. We're bad, but we're not as bad as some of the others. Listen to me. Yes, we've got crime. Yes, we've got abortion clinics. Yes, we experience rape and robbery. Yes, we have our pride. But God... Listen, God, we do allow Lee Greenwood to sing God Bless America. And God, have you noticed? We've even put on the money that we spend. In God we trust, so we're really not that bad. What is the dollars buying today? What are they using that in God we trust money for? They're using it to buy drugs, alcohol, Whatever it is, uh, we may not be as bad as the Russians or the Chinese. By the way, and Keith mentioned this in our lesson, there's nothing about America in the end. Do you realize that China has just put a military base 90 miles off the coast of Florida in Cuba? How many was living in 1962 when Russia put missiles down there? You remember that? You remember the ships? I had a best friend who had to get on a ship. He says, I'm headed to Cuba to fight a war down there because of the missiles that's down there. But what happened? I'm glad that somebody chickened out. I'm glad we didn't have to fight that battle down there. And so I'm saying to you, we may not be as bad uh, as those Russians or Chinese, so we're going to be safe. Um, what, what we're going to do is get a, what, what we're going to do is this. We're going to get a good leader that believes in a strong national defense. 
Our economy is going to pick up. Uh, these high-priced cars is going to come down, I hope. You looked at the price on them things? You pay more for a car now than I pay for my first house. In fact, you pay more for a car now than it took me to build my last house. So, economy is going to pick up. We're going to be all right. The rapture is going to take place. Uh, I mean, God, ain't you on our side? Uh, that's the way many are thinking today. Uh, we believe that we believe that nobody nobody's going to take us over, but the Lord's going to come, going to rapture us out of here. We're going to go to heaven, and then the world's going to be in a mess. We're in a mess before the rapture takes place. You say, preacher, I don't like that kind of preaching. I don't like that kind of preaching either. I'll tell you two more fellas that didn't like that kind of preaching. Habakkuk didn't like that preaching. Jeremiah didn't like that kind of preaching. But yet, we realize that something is going to happen in our day. Remember 9-11? What did 9-11 do to America? Did 9-11 bring us to our knees? Did the churches become filled on 9-12, 9-13, 14, 15? Did the fire department have to go out and keep people from coming in the door because it was over, uh, they were overpopulated there? How long did it last? I'm just going to be honest with you, there's more here than I thought was going to be here this morning, so thank you for coming. <laughs> I thought Scotty being gone and all the young people being gone and all the chaperones gone with them, I said, there won't be nobody there. Uh, I'll just give a little testimony, let somebody else testify, we'll sing a song, go to the house. <laughs> we ask God to bless us. We ask God to bless our economy. And then maybe He does do that and we get right with God. And when we get right with God, what do we do to celebrate the economy that He has blessed us with and the prosperity and the churches getting filled back up again? What do we do? We throw a party. And in that party, what do we do? We bring in the alcohol and the drugs and it begins to flow and we get further away from God. God may send something to get our attention to bring America to the knees. God is in no business of really bringing prosperity to America, although he has allowed us to be a missionary nation, which I'm grateful for. My granddaughter it just finished up a mission trip. And we got some missionaries that are going to other places to teach the gospel to these people, to which I'm grateful that America has been a nation that has sent missionaries out around the world in order that people might come to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does Habakkuk do? Look in the next chapter, chapter 2, verse 1. He says, I will stand up on my watch 
and set me up the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. What's that saying? Habakkuk stops shouting at God, and he starts listening to God. He has a watchtower. He has a place where he goes to, and he listens during that quiet time for the voice of God. Now, do you have a, do you have a quiet place? Do you have somewhere that you go and you just listen? And you say, does God still speak today? God still speaks today through His Word, through the leadership of the Spirit of God. Are you listening? Are there times you want to shout at God? Sure they are. Are there times that you're, you're carrying such a heavy burden, you don't know what you're going to do? And so He says here, He starts listening. He goes to that quiet place. And He, he stops telling God how to run things. And He begins to listen to, to the voice of God. And in verse number 2, he says there's three things God is going to show Habakkuk. Number 1, he said here, he says, write the vision, Habakkuk. Make it plain upon tablets uh, that he may run that reads it. For, verse 3, for the vision is for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it will not continue to tarry. Do you believe the Bible is truth? Do you believe the Word of God is forever settled in the heavens? Do you believe that God may have written the book of Habakkuk that it might be preached at uh, Harmony Grove in 2023? So what does it mean? Does God have some promises in the Word of God for Him for those who believe in Him. I'm thankful for the two that got saved there in the meeting. Wouldn't it be wonderful maybe if somebody got saved here today in this, in this meeting and finished up the bride of Christ? The beginning and the end. Many times we want to question God. Shout at God. Tell God about the mess that we are in I went and had a, uh, my children got me, some of my children got me one of those treatments for Revive. And I went in and sat down and took that bag of stuff. And I thought, boy, when I get done with this, I'll jump cut flips, all kind of stuff. I'm sitting there taking my mind and there was a guy come in and sat down right over from me. And I watched him. Mmm. Mmm. I said, boy, if that's doing that to him and he's putting that in his arm, I don't want this. He said, man, I'm sorry. But he says, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pass a kidney stone. Oh. I said, I can feel for you. I said, I've passed 10 of them in the month of May. He said, sure enough. He said, well, I thought I'd come over here and get this bag of stuff and, and maybe it would help me pass that. I said, maybe it will. And so I, I fell for it. 
And I sat over there and I didn't get out on my knees or nothing like that. Don't even know the guy. But I said, God help this man. Because I know what he's going through. How many's had kidney stones? Bless your heart. If I counted mine all right, I think I've had about 30. What a blessing. I'm going to take God's word regardless of what may happen. I do believe that God's going to keep his word. I do believe that God's going to fill the world with his knowledge. I believe that the meek's going to inherit the earth. And I believe the church is going to be raptured out of here. I believe we're going to be gone for a seven-year honeymoon period. I believe we're coming back for the millennium. I believe Jesus is going to come again. And I believe he's going to stand up on the Mount of Olives. Uh, and he's going to bring peace and prosperity to our land. And he's going to rule and reign with a rod of iron. Amen? Amen. Yes. He gave Habakkuk a revelation of himself. Not what God is doing, but just who God is. Now, God can't really explain to us what he's doing because of what is written in Isaiah chapter number 55, verses 8 and 9. And you say, what does that say? Simply says his ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. So it's better, it's better to know who he is than to know why he does certain things. Because if I know who he is, I know that no good thing will he withhold from me. I know that he's going to do exactly what he says in the word of God. Someday there's going to be peace. One day there's going to be peace in the land of Israel. So I'm grateful that one day all this is going to be over. I don't know what's going to take place. We talked about some things in our lesson this morning. Where do we go from here by David Jeremiah? Uh, good study. Now, I appreciate what these guys are doing and how they're bringing it out uh, and all like that. Uh, but uh, they brought out some things there concerning in the end time and what's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen because my thoughts are not his thoughts. But be sure of this one thing. God knows exactly what he's doing. God has a divine plan. I'm part of that divine plan. And someday I'm going to be able to stand before God. And this is my prayer. And I think everybody in here would agree with that. Would it be wonderful to stand before God and hear God say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Wouldn't that be great? Amen? Sure it would. Would you pray with me? God, you're still in charge, just like you were in the beginning. God, you're going to end history because you started history. You have a divine plan, and you know exactly what you're going to do. 
We may not understand all the corruption, all the murder, all the right, all the things that's going on in our land today. But you do. Everything that's happening in our world is right on schedule because you have a divine timetable. One day, this is going to end in glorification. We're going to stand in new glorified bodies likened unto the Son of God. We're going to enjoy a new heaven and a new earth. Your desire has been to call out a people. Set them apart for your name. God, I pray here this morning that you'll help every one present to have a desire in their heart to be a part of your plan. To know Christ as personal Savior. In the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen. As we stand. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.